I can't wait for the day that we stand in front of the Lord. Thankful for the, the truth of that. And uh, we're going to turn our Bibles here in, um, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Look at one verse this morning. And uh, appreciate the reading today. Just, you know, thinking about that parable. Uh, there's uh, just some great truth there, of course, that we can, we can glean. But you understand that, that the seed wasn't the problem. You, know, you think about the, the sower went out to sow and the seed fell on this ground and that ground. And the seed, really when you study that parable, it's speaking about the Word of God and that's not the problem. You know, we're going to come here this morning and we're going to open the Word of God probably as I look around. Uh, many of you, you've heard countless amounts of sermons and, you know, we can even come to a, a church like this and sort of look forward 10 years from now and would have heard all of the same sermons, but our lives could be vastly different. And it's not that the seed of the Word of God has any issues with it or problems. It's the condition of the soil is the problem. And if we understand that, um, that parable, we understand that we are speaking about the condition of our heart. The soil is our heart. And you think about the, the fact that, you know, in our heart there's all of these warring factions. Uh, we won't take the time this morning, but in Romans chapter 7, the Apostle Paul speaks about that, doesn't he? He speaks about the fact that, that in his members there are the, the, those warring factions, the, the, the carnal man, the flesh, the old man, the old nature. And, and, and we understand that our heart in its natural state is desperately wicked, and yet God in his, in his word gives us this admonition because I think he understands that, that spiritually speaking our heart is very important. You know, last week we had the opportunity to, uh, to understand a little bit about how we can get involved as a, as a, as a church in the many areas of ministry, how we want to um, move forward as a church and every be involved is accountable to to the Lord about how, how you're going to be involved, how you're going to commit to that. But we're going we're gonna to have this time as well in the next couple of weeks where we're going to learn about different ministries and maybe God's working on you about that. But the difference that, that each, each and every one of us, the difference maker in our lives is how, we, how our, our heart is prepared for that. You know, we can, we can have all of the actions, we can have all of the things that... Uh, that that is presented before us, we can even get involved, but our heart is what's pivotal. And, and I think the Lord understands that, and He gives us His admonition, just one verse in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, where He says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And this morning, I would just, just want to remind you that the heart matters. The heart matters, and to the point where He says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Let's pray. We'll ask the Lord to bless the message this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you, dear Lord, for your grace. And thank you, Lord, for the time that we have here this morning to open your word. And again, we're just thankful, dear Lord, that we have the, the opportunity in our great nation, Lord, to have the liberty to open your, your perfect word. And I'm thankful, dear God, that you've just given it to us to, uh, Lord, for our learning, Lord, for our edifying, 
And Father, Lord, your, your word is, is then able to change us and mold us to be more like you. And so I pray that you'd help us, Lord. I pray that you'd, Lord, free us from any distraction that might cause your word to be taken away from our hearts. And I pray that already you, you'd admonish us this morning to, to guard our heart, Lord. I pray that you'd help us to receive what you would have us to, to glean today, Lord God. And I pray that, Lord, we would receive it in a good ground. I pray that you just be glorified. I pray for your enabling. And we pray these things in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. And I think we understand that probably the most vital organ in the body is our heart. You know, when a person develops uh, symptoms that, that are around the, the chest area, the, the, when you come into the triage area, the emergency ward, usually you're prioritized, as some of us probably found out this week. But um, you understand that, that there's, a, there's a need for you to be examined and to ensure that your heart is functioning properly because that's a vital organ. We understand the heart is such a vital organ. It's critical to your physical health. When you have heart issues, then you have health issues. And, and that's the same for us in the, in the spiritual life. You know, God makes it clear that our heart is at the center of life's issues. You know, in a spiritual sense, God is speaking about the, the seat of your emotions and understanding, and He instructs us here to keep our heart. Why? Because out of it are the issues of life. It says in Proverbs 16, verse 9, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. And so within our heart, there are ways devised in which we would follow along in life. We would make decisions based on the, the condition of our heart and what's affecting our heart. And you see, the way we do things and the way we react to things, the way we respond all of that is devised in the heart. And we produce fruit from what we put into our heart. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, A good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasures of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Even the very basic things of our communication, our words, stem from our hearts. And we understand then the importance of guarding our heart. And, you know, if I think we've, we know enough and the Bible demonstrates enough how important the heart is. And that's why the imperative here this morning is this, keep thy heart. Keep it. That, that word keep means to guard with all your might. It means to stand attention, to stop it from being harmed or defiled. And and, and th that's going to be our, our subject matter this morning as we think about this verse. How do we keep our heart? H how do we then guard it with all diligence? You know, we, we sometimes take for granted some of the things that, that are, are surrounding us. But in all reality, all the, the issues of life come from within. And we, we've got to then keep our heart. And I want you to note the first thing. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. And again, we'll be turning in our Bibles a little bit, so please keep it handy with you. Ephesians chapter 6, and, uh, and we're going to look at verses 13 uh, to 16 in a little while. And I think we understand here this morning that we're in spiritual warfare, right? As believers, we are in spiritual warfare. We know that because we have a very, very real enemy, right? As Christians, we have an enemy in the world. Right? The Bible says that the world is no friend 
to the Christian. In fact, the Bible says to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. And whilst we understand that, that God so loved the world, the world system is not to be something that we trifle with. It's not to be something that we just play around with. The, 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 this world is run by another enemy, the devil. And he's the little G God of this world, and he's blinded the minds of those that don't believe. And listen, we, we live in a world that is in dire need, but the world, the system of it, it's an enemy, and we have the devil. But you know the most subtle one? is the flesh. You know, the one that is with you 24 hours, seven days a week, is, is the flesh. You know, in this time, we still have the flesh to contend with. It's called the carnal man. It's called the old man. It's the old nature. It's the sinful nature. And whilst we live in this body of ours, we still have this nature that, is, that we're contending with. And we better be very guarded because we have a very real enemy and that's why we're in warfare. That's why we're in a time where there's spiritual enemies that we've got to be guarded against. And so to help with that, the Bible says that God's given us equipment to be able to be victorious. And in verse 13, notice there, Ephesians chapter 6, Therefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore having your loins Got about with truth. And having on, notice this, the breastplate of righteousness. Stand, uh, he's saying stand, and, and here's how you're going to do that. You're going to do that with the spiritual armor that God's given us, that He's equipped us. And part of that equipment is this, the breastplate of righteousness. He goes on, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the, the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. But I want you to go back to the start there, having on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, on the, on the armor there that, that he's likening it to, there's that breastplate and that basically covers all of your vital organs. And what that breastplate is, it's a breastplate of righteousness. And what that is, it's, it's to protect the very vital organ of what we're speaking about this morning, the heart. So how do we keep our heart? How do we guard our heart? How do we ensure that it's, it's not affected by those things surrounding us? Hey, listen, we've got to make sure we've got this part of the armor, the breastplate of righteousness. It's supposed to protect that very vital organ of our heart. And, you know, the, this, this breastplate is one of righteousness. You know, what is righteousness? It's just simply this, doing right. It's being right. You know, righteousness will protect our spiritual heart. And, you know, many Christians struggle with winning the battle against the enemy because they let down the breastplate of righteousness. And therefore, when you think about it, the armor is not complete. You know, God's given us for a purpose, for a reason, all of the pieces of the armor and all of that we're supposed to put on. But ensure this, that, that if you don't put on the breastplate of righteousness each day, you're opening yourself up for a very real attack on a very vital organ. On the very thing that, that is the, the, out of it are the issues of life. And we better take great care each day to understand that there's imputed to put on righteousness. 
Hey, in the first place, there's imputed righteousness. Right? If you're saved here this morning, then, then, then the Lord Jesus in His sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, He's made you righteous before the sight of God. So positionally this morning, God sees you through the blood of Christ. God sees you through the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus. And positionally, He sees you righteous. But because we live in this wicked world, and because we still live with this sinful nature, there are times where, practically speaking, our practical obedience to God is affected. There are times where we carry around some unrighteous thoughts and sinful thoughts. There are times where we are in our carnality when we've not guarded ourselves with, with the, the, the understanding of who we are in Christ and recognizing that daily that, that really we have to come to a place of repentance for the wrong thoughts and just the wrong and the sinful ways that we can at times adopt. Hey, listen, that's the reality. And, and we better take great care to daily recognize our righteousness in Christ, but then to daily and moment by moment repent of the, the sinfulness that can come to affect us. Because here's what I'm saying. When you allow that to fester over the time, then your heart gets affected. Suddenly those things that your heart ought to be concerned about is no longer concerned about. Suddenly you're starting to see things and watch things and listen to things that are affecting your mindset. And suddenly those things that ought not to be named amongst those who are named under the name of Christ. Suddenly it's become, become infected and suddenly you have a lack of sensitivity to it. You know, in Deuteronomy 6.25, the Bible says this, And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as He hath commanded us. Hey, you know, because we've been made righteous in Christ, guess what? You don't have to sin anymore. Listen, you no longer have to uh, bow to that, that, uh, that, uh, that sinful flesh and we can walk in the Spirit. And, and you know, we're supposed to go in and if we're going to keep our heart, we need to protect our heart. So that enables us to fight in the spiritual warfare. You know, too many, too many Christians have become victimized in this warfare because they won't guard their heart. They won't put on the breastplate of righteousness. And, and it's a daily thing. Don't go to battle with your heart exposed. How foolish would that be? And how foolish are we at times to go into the day without a recognition of firstly who we are in Christ and the victory we have in Him. How foolish sometimes that we can tell ourselves that we can go into the day without even understanding that we have this spiritual equipment that will guard this very vital organ of the spiritual heart. See, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You know how many of us would avoid, how many of us would avoid wrong decisions? How many of us would avoid skewed uh, skewed perspectives if we would just live right, if we would just put on that breastplate of righteousness. And so the first way we're going to keep our heart this morning, firstly, is to protect our heart. Protect our heart by putting on the breastplate of righteousness. It enables us in spiritual warfare. But we, we touched on this a little bit. You know, you've got to be, you've got to be responsive. You've got to understand then that, that, that there's a sensitivity to it and Notice the next thing that we've got to do if we're going to keep our heart. If we're going to keep our heart, notice in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, and 
then I'll have you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30 as well. Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 4 and then Deuteronomy chapter 30. I want you to see this this morning. It says this, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. So, you know, we, we, we're meant to be keeping our heart because it's a, it's a vital thing that, that helps us under, uh, hear from the Lord. But he's saying here, if you seek him, you'll find him with all your heart. Now go to Deuteronomy chapter 30 and notice verses 10 to 18. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 10. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the law. And notice this, if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul. Saying, turn your heart to him. Saying, for this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very nigh unto thee. He's saying, you know, I've made it clear. I've made it accessible to you. I made, it, I made you to understand it. He says, but the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. He says, see, I have set before thee this day life and good and death is, and evil. He's saying the choice is yours. It says, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away, so thou wilt not hear, but shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish, that ye shall she shall not pro prolong your days upon the land whither thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. He's saying, you know, I've laid it out before you. You've got a choice to make. Say, I've given you my word and, and I've given you these things that are supposed to bless you. But the warning here is this. Don't, don't get distracted. Don't turn your heart away from focusing on God. He, he's saying it's so easy to get distracted. When your heart's not in it. Saying, he's saying, keep, to keep your way, you're going to, to seek me, you're going to need to give me all your heart. But, you know, I think sometimes we get distracted as Christians and there are a lot of distracting things in this world. There are a lot of things that the world, world's, uh, world's, uh, world's trying to get your attention with and you better take great care to not turn your heart away from the Lord. And the way we're going to do that is just to have a sensitivity to the things of God. And here's the next thing. If we're going to keep our heart, not only do we need to protect it with the breastplate of righteousness to, to enable us in the spiritual warfare, we're going to need to also allow God to examine our heart so that it'll help us focus on God. You know, how many times do we, do we take the time to allow God to examine where our heart is? He says in Psalm 139, quickly turn there, Psalm 139, and verses, verses 23 to 24, notice David here. By the way, David is a man after God's own heart. And he says here in verse 23, Search me, 
O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. He's saying, search me. He says, examine my heart. You know, it'd be good practice for us to just at times sit still before the Lord to say, search my heart, Lord. Lord, show me where my heart is distracted. Show me where my heart has, has, has been drawn away from you. You know, the, the, the great psalm, uh, the great song where it says that our hearts are prone to wander, Lord, we, we know it. Prone to leave the God we love. And, and the reason why is because our hearts are sometimes drawn away. And we need God to search our hearts, to, to get it realigned. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 8, he likens it this way, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hey, you want to keep your focus on God? You want to keep your focus on the things that are right? You want God to have all your heart? Then listen, you better check your purity. Blessed are the pure in heart. It's this understanding that, that God's got all of your heart, that nothing is mixed in there that is distracting or detracting from, from you seeing God. And we've got to guard our hearts against the things that defile the mind and conscience. And you better check your purity. You know, too many times we allow our hearts to wander off to the things of this world. And we better take great care when those things take prominent place in our hearts. They become... Uh, they, they become a, a distraction and a detraction to the things of God. And we, are, we need to allow God to examine our hearts. You know, I wonder if we keep it a good practice in the morning before we get into the day to allow God firstly to help us recognize where we are before Him. But then also to help Him to, to, to sit before Him and be still before Him and say, Lord, search my heart. You know, that can be a scary thing. Sometimes, sometimes there's things that we've allowed and are deep in our hearts that we've allowed to fester that without God, without Him helping us, we don't recognize. There could be deep-seated idols in our hearts. And we might not even recognize it, but it's, it's distracting us. And it's, it's impairing our vision of God and our focus on God. And without us even, even recognizing it, Suddenly our hearts are turned away. Suddenly the issues of life, we're seeing the fruit of it to bear. And we better take great care then, not only to protect our heart, but then allow God to examine our hearts. If we're going to keep our hearts, we need our hearts to be regularly examined. You know, God's the one that tries our hearts. You know, He's the one that, that shows us where our hearts are to be. And, and you know, to do that, we also need to do this. If we're going to keep our heart, we need to tune our heart to help us hear the Lord. You know, we live in a time, there are many voices in this world today. You know, we're talking about distraction. You know, sometimes we're all of the, the things that are calling out to us, sometimes our hearts get, get overwhelmed and our hearts start to be pulled away and distracted. And yet there's one voice, isn't there, that we've all got to hear in order to live a life that will be blessed and fruitful. In order for our hearts to be directed, in order for the, the fruit of our hearts to be right, we need to tune our hearts to the right voice. And in John 10, 27, 28, the Bible says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You know, my sheep hear my voice. You know, God likens us to sheep, doesn't he? 
But we're meant to listen to the voice of our shepherd. And, and at times we can, uh, we can get distracted, we can get uh, misaligned, and, and suddenly we're under attack because we're away from where we need to be and we need to tune our hearts. You know, the way we can follow, the way we can follow God is by listening carefully for His voice. By tuning our heart to, to listen you know, when our heart is off to wonder, it's, it's likened to us not hearing the voice of God. And I understand this morning that God doesn't speak to us audibly, right? God uses His Word. God, in His Spirit, with His still small voice, will witness to us the things that we need to pay attention to. But, but there, is, there is a tuning that we need to then apply to our lives in order to hear the voice of God. We need to get sensitive. We need to get close to God. If we're not follow, following along closely and we're distracted in our hearts, then you know what happens is we, we find it harder and harder to hear the voice of God. Right? There, there, there are people in our lives that we're just more familiar with their voice. Okay, how many moms here, when, they, when their children cry, they just know it's their child? Right? right? Amongst all of the other crying babies you'll hear, and it's the, they're the one. You know, probably dads don't have the same skill, all right? But, but there's a tuning there. there why? Because they, they, uh, there's a familiarity. There's a closeness. There's a bond there that a mother has with their child. And, and, and there, there's the same sense for us as God's children. We're meant to have a sensitivity to the voice of God. We're, we're meant to listen and we're meant to hear and we're meant to follow and when we're far away from God, the further we are away from God, the more our hearts wander away, the more difficult our heart has to hearing God. And you know, when our heart is off to wander, it's likened to us hearing, not hearing the voice of God. And, you know, it's vice versa. Usually when we don't hear God or from God, there's a heart problem. The Bible says in Psalm 66 verses 18 to 19, if I regard iniquity in my, heart, the, in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. He says in Proverbs 23, 19, Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. You understand that, that part of keeping our heart, part of that is just having, a, a, having our hearts tuned in to the voice of God. Tuned in so when He can warn us, when He wants to warn us about those things in our lives that aren't pleasing to Him, the, those things that, that grieve His Spirit, those things that quench His Spirit in our lives, and we have a sensitivity to that, and then we can realign. We can get our hearts back to Him. And, and you know, in hearing God, here's what I'm saying, is about closeness. How's your closeness to God this morning? You know, how's your closeness? Are, are you sensitive? Do you... Pick God's voice out from the crowd. Can you hear the still small voice of God in His Word? Do you have a sensitivity to it or has it been too long? Then maybe if it has, then, then maybe examine the closeness that you have with the Lord. Maybe there's some barriers there. Maybe there's some things there. You know, I think about the, uh, the, the, I think about the church and how all of us here were supposed to be tuned in, but so many times we get distracted and God's knocking at the door of our hearts. And yet in the, maybe in the multitude of our stuff, the voice of God gets drowned out. 
in the, the multitude of our activity, the multitude of all of that, and suddenly our hearts aren't aligned anymore. And we've, we've allowed our hearts to, be, to come under attack. And yet, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And, and Lynn, lastly this morning, look at Ephesians chapter 6. Last place we'll turn to, Ephesians chapter 6. And notice verse 5, and actually we're going to turn to, to Jeremiah chapter 17 in a bit as well. So how do we keep our heart? We need to protect it by putting on the breastplate of righteousness. We need to keep it focused by allowing God to examine it. We need to tune our heart to, to listen to God's voice. But then also, look at, look at verse 5. It says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. It says, not with eye service as men pleases, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. You know, what's at stake is that, is that it's, it's following God's will. Now, he's saying this to, to literal servants, but there's a picture there for us. And he's saying, you know, the servants, they need to understand that what they do, they don't just do it for men, but they do it because it's the will of God from the heart. It says, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. And so he's saying there that, that the, the way that we, we follow God, the way that we do it is from the heart. And, and here's the last thing, doing the will of God from the heart. The last thing is this, if we're going to keep our heart, actually, it's about letting it go. It's about surrendering our hearts. See, surrendering our heart results in following God's will. And how do we keep our heart? It's another, para, it's another paradox in the Christian life. How do we keep it? By surrendering it. By, by giving it to another's hand. You see, God expects us to do His will through the, through the heart. But I think we already understand the heart has its own will. There are many devices in a man's heart. There are many things that can cause it to be distracted, but the Bible says this, nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. And there needs to be surrendering. We, we see this, look at Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17. And you'll know these verses. Verses, verse 9 is more familiar, but actually the thought continues. Notice it's the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, who could know it? Okay, that, that's the heart. That's a natural heart. That's, the, that's man's carnal heart. He says it's deceitful. But then notice verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. He's saying, I'm the one that searches the heart. I'm the one that tries the reins. He, he's the one that tests. He's the one that, that understands man's natural heart. And, and the heart, it can't be trusted without God trying it. Right? The, the, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. And, and you know, in the first place, we need to surrender our hearts to God's Word. You know, this morning, there are a lot of things that you want to do from the heart. But whether that lines up to God's Word or not, that's the, that's the crux of the matter.
You know, if you want to keep your heart, you better allow it to be guarded by the Word of God. And thank God that it's He that tries the heart. And, and then submitting our heart to His leading and guiding through His Word, that's the key. See, the heart has too many devices that can lead us astray. And, and we need to allow God to counsel our hearts to do what is right. And that's why it's never advisable for us this morning to just follow our heart. Right? Isn't that a message that's pumped out into the world? Follow your heart. Listen, follow your heart if it's under submission to the, to the, to the Word of God. Follow your heart if it's under God's advisement and the counsel of the Lord. That's what's standing in our heart. You see, the, the heart, if we're going to keep it, better be surrendered. But see, the heart, it can't be trusted in our own hands. You know, often when we, we have something valuable, okay, we want to keep it somewhere that is safe. In fact, if you probably go to a, a hotel, you're traveling somewhere, probably there's a, there's a thing in your room called a safe. And what do you do? You keep your valuables there, right? You want to make sure that while you're out of the room that those valuables don't come into another's possession. Why? Because you know that, that there's value in that item. And you know, one of the most valuable things that we have in our possession is our heart. But here's what I want to say. We need to surrender it. And in Proverbs 23, 26, the Bible says this, My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes observe my ways. You know who the safest hands are in, in, when it comes to our heart? It's not our own. It's in God's hands. And this morning, I don't know where your heart is leading you. I don't know what devices have been working in your heart this week. But if you want to keep your heart, you're going to need to surrender it. You're going to need to surrender those things that are in your heart. You're going to need to surrender those, those devices and those ways in your heart. You're going to need to surrender it to the one who will keep it best. And the one who keeps it best is the Lord. You know, sometimes we use this phraseology, give your heart to God. But, but it's true when in, in the totality of our lives, the best hands are not our own hands. The best hands isn't in someone else's hands. The best, ha the best hands when it comes to our heart is to place it in God's hands. And let God do the, the directing. Let, let God do the safeguarding. And let God be the one that we hand over our heart to for safekeeping. And how do we do that? It's just simply this surrendering. Saying, Lord, here's my heart, take it. Shield it. Lord, take my heart. Lord, the ambitions that are from there. Lord, here, guide it. Lord, I submit to your word. I submit to your leading. Lord, help me make sense of my heart. And I hope that that's, that's, your, that's you today. You know, your heart is too important for you to do it yourself. Your heart is too important. The, the issues of your life come out of it, and it's too important for you and I to meddle with it and, and to not put on the breastplate, to not allow God to examine it, to not allow God to tune it to His voice. To keep it means to surrender it. And so I want to ask this morning, how's your heart? You know, we're going to talk a lot about practical things that, you know, ways we're going to serve. But we're going to, not going to do it right 
if, if our heart's not in it. We're going to talk a little bit in the next couple of weeks what, you know, in, in, as we end the year, some of the things we're going to look forward to, but we need to guard our heart. You know, do you, I wonder if you want to serve God, or if you want to have the victory, if you want to see God at work and hear from Him, if you want to know and then follow the will of God in your life, then you're going to need to guard your heart. And you're going to need to then protect it. You're going to need to then allow it to be examined and tuned. And you're going to need to surrender it. Because the safest hands for your heart are in God's hands. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we want to come before you today and, and just recognize again, dear Lord. Lord, just in our own ability, Lord, just the, the limitations that we have to be able to then navigate, Lord, where our heart goes. And Father, it's too valuable. Lord, it's the seat of our decision-making. It's the seat of our understanding. It's our, the seat of our emotions. Lord, for, for it to just be laid bare, to be allowed to be under attack by the enemy. Lord, it's, it's too valuable for us to just allow it to just roam freely without you aligning it to your will and way. And so, Father, I pray that you would just help us to be the kind of people, Lord God, who will just surrender their hearts to you. We'll just allow you, God, to just, with all diligence, keep it, Lord. Lord, out of it are the issues of life. So help us, dear Lord, then to, to work and to, Lord, to labor with, with the understanding that our hearts are surrendered to you. And I pray that you just help each and every one of us, Lord, to just, um, Lord, allow your word to, to speak to us. And I pray that you just help us this morning as the piano begins to play. We're going to just take our time this morning to perhaps allow God to examine our hearts. Maybe it's been a while since we've just taken the courage to say, Lord, search me. Lord, help me, Lord, to, to see if there be any wicked way in me. And maybe this morning it's just simply this. It's just been, it's been a long time since you've surrendered your heart over and you look at the summary of your life and the issues that they're in and you realize that your heart, you've not kept it the way you should. I wonder as the piano plays, would you just um, do business with the Lord this morning? If you're not saved here this morning, and I want to tell you that, that God's heart is that you would be saved. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And those who are lost are those simply who have sinned. And the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I wonder if that's you this morning. Please don't leave this place without knowing that Jesus is your Savior, that today is the day of salvation. But as the piano plays, let's, uh, let's surrender our hearts. Let's be humble before the Lord and let's respond um, as the Lord leads us this morning.